Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Christine Higgins. Christine, also known as Spiritual Wellness Christine, is a Reiki master, a yoga teacher, and a spiritual coach. And on this episode, we're talking all about spiritual wellness. We go into creating a morning routine, the power of yoga, how to establish your own spiritual practice. So this is a great episode for you if you're interested in expanding your self-care tools and into spirituality or learning some new bits that you can bring in to your life to improve your health and your happiness. There is so much in this episode. We had such great chats and yeah, I really hope you enjoy. If you do, as always, please let me know. But for now, let's get into the episode. So, Christine, you are very welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank I'm you so, <laughs> for asking me. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad. Uh, before we get started, will you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then we can get into our conversation? Yeah. Um, well, firstly, thanks for having me. My name's uh, Spiritual Wellness Christine, real name Christine Higgins. Um, I am a spiritual coach, a wellness coach, also a yoga teacher, um, a Reiki healer and an in-training uh, shamanic healer as well. Um, so there's a lot of um, feathers to my bow, as they would say. And um, yeah, I'm quite um, known for my full moon healing circles on Kalina Beach uh, every month that bring in a large crowd. And I, yeah, I do lots of other things, but that's mainly that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so cool. And I was only saying to Christine before we started, I love kind of talking about spirituality and having these type of conversations because it's, it's really interesting. And I remember back when I was kind of getting into my own wellness journey, I would have loved to listen to conversations like this and kind of understand it a bit more. And I couldn't think of anyone better to do that but you. Um, and I would, we will talk definitely about your full moon healing circles. Thank you. Um, but for everyone listening, could you just tell us maybe what spirituality is? Like, do you have a definition or how you explain it to people? Well, quite simply, spirituality to me is a state of mind. And within that state of mind, there's alignment and balance. So as we migrate through life, we get a lot of, what would I say, challenges and um, situations thrown at us from, it could be from our environment, from the people around us, um, our workplace, everything. And um, it can create off balance within us. Um, So in terms of spirituality, it's getting back and finding that balance, getting back onto that path, onto your purpose, um, onto your soul and destiny as well. Um, This Spirituality with me would be, you know, um, making sure all your chakras are aligned, particularly in energy healing. Um, uh, people don't understand that they are actually energetic beings on the planet. And um, it's very, very important to have that balance and to mind your energy, protect it and ground it. Um, so in terms of spirituality, that's sort of it in a nutshell, but a lot more expansion because it's not just one yeah. thing. There's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good definition, though. It's a nice way to to get it across. How did you get into it? Was there like a point in your life that led you to it, or has it always been something? That, did you grow up around it, or? Um, I say I was very spiritual when I was a child. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm very intuitive and very fairly connected and um, transformative would be my um, characteristics. So um, when I was younger, I loved. Um, 
I loved like the supernatural. I loved um, the spirit world. Like I was the one that was like watching all those scary horror movies at like 10, 11, 12, all those ghost stories, absolutely scaring the bejesus out of myself, but was so interested, so intrigued in it. But um, I would have been uh, like burning the candles, burning incense, much to my mother's uh, shock and horror because she'd be petrified I was going to burn down the house. But I would have my, my own tarot cards. So it was really like, experimenting in that area um, as young as like 10, 11, 12. Um, However, as most of us do, um, when we migrate through childhood, uh, we may experience some traumatic events, which may knock us off our spiritual uh, path. Um, and we turn on on our defense, we go into defense mode. So um, I stepped away from my spiritual side of things um, for a good number of years before I came back onto my path. Mm. Yeah. And that was one thing that I would love to talk to you about on this episode as well is finding and being our authentic self. Um, So I got into spirituality when I was really sick kind of in my early 20s and I I just got to a point where I was like there has to be more I need more I need there, it can't just be that all this stuff happens and I have no say in it and I'm powerless and I've no control over my life so I started you know yourself once you're kind of opened up to it the books start coming to you the 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 things to start joining in and listening to and it kind of flowed from there but I have talked about another episode of my podcast as well that that part where you said you know when you're kind of growing up and we lose parts of ourselves through like being teenagers and I suppose we get scared of what people think of us and they might be like oh she's a bit weird mm. or I don't I'm not really on that buzz and I remember I opened um a lifestyle clinic basically when I qualified as a nurse and it was like nutrition and physical activity and just a whole holistic perspective on your health but the the biggest part for me on my journey was my spirituality and the rituals and stuff that I did to look after my energy and to connect with myself and for years I was too afraid to even talk about it like I was too scared in case they were like oh she's a nurse but she's into this woo woo weird (laughs) I I don't know what she's talking about but it, it it's taken me a long time to kind of get to the point where I'm like, no, this is me and this has really helped me and I, I want to talk about it. Do you have any advice for anyone listening who like that is struggling with being their authentic self or what they can do to start, I suppose, hearing their own inner voice and and being who they really are? Well, the first thing I would say is take the blinkers off. So we go through this life with our blinkers on for most of the our, our, our lifespan on this earth. Um, so it's basically what I say, take the blinkers off. It's to start looking at things in a 360 view. So building up your awareness. So understanding like your behaviors, your uh, identifying your passions, what's causing you to react in this way. Where's your energy being drained? Is it in particular groups? Is it uh, a particular one person in the family? You know, we all have them type of scenarios. Um, And it's trying to sort of understand, well, who am I? Who, Who is the real me? And what energies am I letting into my 
force field. So we'll say we have all have a biomagnetic field all around us. Okay, if you think about it, straight down the middle of our spine, we have our seven chakras. We it's like an axis. So at the top of our um, crown chakra, and then there's a soul chakra. And if you just imagine a little line all the way down to your feet, it actually there's an earth chakra that connects to the mother earth. Okay, so you imagine that as the axis, and then you can imagine as far as your arms spread out. Uh, out by the side you have a biomagnetic field so this is your energy right so this is how you protecting it you can ground it however as we go through life someone may come in and um take a tear in that uh, auric field and in that auric field there's certain layers so there's the emotional the causal the physical and the spiritual and you might in the emotion side get a tear in that auric field and you might be carrying that around with you for many years until you find that peace again to heal. And that's why it takes so long, that journey from, okay, I like incense. I like burning candles. I'm feeling like I'm very connected to this, the moon. And then it's like a couple of years later, you start delving a bit more into it. And then you suddenly open up to the magic of life and Mother Earth and the cosmos and the lunation of the moon. Um, in terms of, um, yeah, like listening to yourself, a lot of questions, a lot of people ask me the question of like, well, how do I determine if it's my mind speaking or is it my intuition speaking? So what I always say is light a candle, sit by yourself really quietly and just connect to your breath. And then you ask yourself, you call in your spirit guides. We all have spirit guides. We all have spirit animals. Okay. When we meditate in a, in a long meditative state, sometimes um, shamanic journeying is really, really good for finding out your spirit guide and your, your uh, spirit animals, which I absolutely love doing. Uh, false plug there, but, <laughs> but I just absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, I'll tell you actually a shamanic journey I had yesterday morning. It was absolutely amazing. So um, what you do is you call in your spirit guides. You just ask them for guidance at this time. You connect with your breath. You say it quietly and you ask them a question. And I guarantee you, it's the very strong, quiet, really like strong, quiet and very uh, to the point answer that you get from within. But it doesn't come from your head. It comes from your heart. Your heart leads the way. Your head's the one that has all the thoughts and gets you jumbled and gets you distracted from your actual heart purpose. So basically it's quieting the mind, dropping into your center and really listening to what's coming from your heart. Yeah, I love that. And I, I find meditation is like my my one ritual. It's my one non-negotiable where I do first thing in the morning mm. to try and go in before I go out yeah. because I want me to be guiding my day, not my mind and the fears and all of the stuff outside of me um and I talk about meditation a lot and I know sometimes people are probably going Jesus is she talking about meditation again but it's just it's that element of stillness in your life isn't it just it's where there's before you leave the bed like you could just give yourself two or three minutes like I have four kids okay so the eldest is 22 and the youngest is eight now and like to get those five minutes in the morning is like gold dust you know before my eight-year-old comes in and snuggles into the bed uh, or the other two boys in the middle start killing each other <laughs> like literally only open your eyes but it's just to sort of you know set your alarm clock for just 10 minutes before you actually have to wake up and just sit there lie there and connect with yourself and just 
quiet in the mind and connect to your heart and connect to your breath even that short time but it's also another tip would be you can meditate in the shower you can imagine the water cleansing your your auric field cleansing your soul as I say I say the soul I always go to the sea and go cleanse my soul (laughs) particularly after a weekend if I've had a few glasses of wine I'm like cleanse me (laughs) but yeah there's little little things that you can like incorporate into your day to just give you that time out in that space you don't have to be like I always say is levitating six feet off the floor meditating 23 hours a day to find spirituality in life it's a little things a little tips and little um self-care um tools that you have in your in your self-care box that you can just incorporate in your daily life yeah I am last year towards the end of the year I I love walking on the beach it's one of my Mm. favorite things to do but I'd always do it with a podcast and the last few months last year I just stopped bringing headphones and it was just me it was the beach it was the sound of the waves it was stillness yeah and those things, I only got time to do it maybe twice a week for myself. I'd get up early and I'd go before work. But that that element of stillness added into my week or starting the day off. Like, it was incredible the difference it made to how I feel. And I felt so much more connected to myself. Or sometimes even, you know, when you're driving home from a mad day and just turn yeah. off the radio. I don't put on the, the radio anymore in the car. I'm just like in my own little world and just yeah. sometimes I arrive at my destination and go, oh, I don't remember driving here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. promote that though. <laughs> Eyes on the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. And then, so, okay, we'll have a few questions. Yeah. The first one would be, then we hear so many people talk about like high vibe, low vibe, I so when I started hearing about high vibe kind of low vibe now I really understand it but I nearly felt badly if I felt negative emotions I was like oh well I'm really low vibe I'm well that's the thing you see um you need to have those low vibes as well um I think because then there's no such thing as balance and you know you can't there's negative positivity there is such a thing you know um like let's be real life is not easy you know you're gonna have your down days but you're also gonna have your great days you know um in terms of low vibes like low vibe activities you know something that doesn't bring you joy um if you're going into an environment where there's people that just you, you don't even I there's a thing what I'd say is when you're in Ireland we're sort of ingrained in this that when we make friends in, in in primary school we stay with them for life you know what I mean and then you know nine times out of ten we actually outgrow each other or we vibe out of people's lives you know or sometimes you're going I don't even like that person why am I still hanging around with them you know yeah. and but there's something ingrained in us Irish that we're like no we have to be friends forever you know it's the root is connecting to our um heritage and our friendship and our land um which is great as a as a culture however sometimes we just put up with people and their shit you know and Mm -hmm. we have to understand that we can we can decide who we let in to our auric field we can decide who we hang around with it doesn't have to be like where you feel you have to do this and I think uh, lockdowns helped us really sit with ourselves and reevaluate our relationships and where we spent our time and what was low vibe and what was high vibe like if you think about it before lockdown a lot of people would have been going out drinking every weekend mixing you know with um, groups that weren't really good for them and then when lockdown happened it was like actually I'm actually like a me. I'm like in my own space I'm, I'm actually like I remember sitting there in lockdown going I actually like me yeah. You know, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not a bad person. 
I'm actually really, really cool. Do you know what I mean? And as well as that, like us Irish aren't, we're not good at giving ourselves compliments. Where say, for an example, Americans, they're like, I did this. I'm amazing. You know, for Irish to do that, it's we are a nation of begrudges as well, in a sense where the judgment and um, it's very hard to step out of out of our comfort zone and into our power for fear of judgment. And I think that's a deep ancestral uh, trauma that is actually ingrained in Irish culture. Yeah. And I even notice um, and even myself, my husband would talk about it. Um, because he's really into mindfulness and meditation and quite spiritual as well. But when you kind of do the work on like your own energy and how you're feeling and healing your own stuff, you notice so much more when you're in that space. Yeah, definitely. Your eye, the blinkers come off. Oh my God. And you kind of leave and you can just feel the energy is just drained and it's kind of completely thrown you off center. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, and I've learned now to not feel guilty for, for when I'm feeling really good and I know that it's going to be something that's really going to maybe affect me, that it's okay to say no and be like, look, I actually yeah, it's, it's not available or... It's the guilt. It's like, oh my God, I said no. And sometimes it's, you know, saying no to people that you love or you're friends with or a different, even in work, like to say, no, I'm, I'm not able, I'm not in the mood or I don't want to, you know, it's, it's quite hard to say, you know, I would be a people pleaser. Well, I was a people pleaser Um, still have certain traits, but like I'm getting better and um, I'm learning to say no a lot more, but like that took me, like I'm 42 and um, that took me until about three years to actually start saying no to people. So I've spent most of my life being a people pleaser, you know, and thought, and like I would be bringing myself into situations that, even in my head I was going Christine don't even want to be here like what are you doing you yeah. know um yeah. but like that's just my that was my learning curve my learning path <laughs> yeah it's definitely a process though isn't it where mm. you kind of get stronger in yourself and you're more comfortable and being like no this is okay I can say no I can put myself and the fact that I'm feeling good first because I'm allowed to continue to feel good yeah um but also that was a huge one uh, thing I find is when people are a start on the spiritual path they f- they think that oh I've done all the work I should be at the end of this journey mm-hmm. and I always say there is no end to this spiritual journey it's a constant journey of learning falling down picking yourself up again brushing yourself off and carrying on you know you know you think about it you're healing what's happened in this life but you're also healing what's happened in your ancestors because you carry their ancestral trauma all the way like if you think eight generations behind you we went to the famine we've done um immigration we've like done the troubles everything you think about all that we've done as a little island and what we've gone through so for us to be standing here talking to each other um you think about your eight eight cent eight ancestral lineage backwards and mine too like what they've gone through and that is all carried through the heart space you know we carry that on you know, we're not just suddenly decide uh, one day, OK, my trauma is going to be uh, fear of judgment, uh, uh, you know, um, people pleaser. Uh, you know, it's not like that. This is ingrained in us uh, even before we're born. But it's up to us in our lifetimes to decide whether we're going to heal ourselves and our and our ancestors. Yeah, it's like breaking that that pattern, breaking the mold, kind of create. Yeah, breaking the mold, which is it's tough work. It's like 
constant and yep. sometimes I catch myself and I'm like nope there that is again yeah I'm aware of it but it's still showing up that's okay but we're gonna and if it shows keep... up it means you still need to work on it you know yeah. where does resistance is where your healing is yeah yeah and how do you like if anyone is listening and they're kind of like this is resonating with them and they're like you know what I would love to start my own healing journey like I would love to maybe let go of some of the the self-limiting beliefs or the trauma and just kind of like you said improve and and create your own state of mind where do you start well the first place I would say is mother nature so mother nature has all that we need in terms of our healing journey you know if you think about it what mother nature does she gives us food she gives us shelter she nurtures us she's in um seasons it's a constant cycle so when we connect to mother nature like going for a walk in the forest or going sea swimming we start and we start doing it throughout the year we start understanding that um life is um in cycles you know uh, situations and um, your traumas and cycles you know everything is in um i can never say the word cyclic i can't say that cycle cyclical. <laughs> yes cyclical. Cyclical. yes there's some <laughs> words in this in the dictionary that i cannot say and i always go oh i'm gonna have to say it but um yeah so when we start connecting to Mother Nature, we start understanding the seasons. We are, start understanding how the months go, the weeks, like everything is in cycle, the time, you know what I mean? So it makes us then connect to it and realize, do you know what? What we're feeling right now is not a permanent thing, you know? It will pass, you know? And um, then the other thing is like really start looking at your environments and seeing where you feel you're glowing and where you feel you have to dim your light. And where you dim your light, say, well, why do I am I feel like I'm dimming light, my light here, you know? And journaling is a big thing because we hold a lot of like stuff in our head, within us, in our core. But just sitting down and say, if you came back and you felt a bit flat from being in someone's uh, in an environment or someone's company, get out a notepad and just write down, I feel like my light has dimmed. And then say, why? And you would be amazed at what comes out on that journal. And then you'd be like, well, why am I hanging around? Or why am I going into that environment if they suck the life out of me? Or, you know, there are such things as energy vampires. You know, some people may drain the life out of you. You walk away flat. So in terms of that, and then there's also then, you know, come to me. <laughs> you can do your energy <laughs> healing, uh, a shamanic journey. Uh, you can do yoga on the beach. Um, but also it's, it you'll see there's a lot more um, th- a- 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 events out there now that you can go um, and take part in. Like the, I'm just going to, for example, the full moon healing circle that myself and Breed with Neil do every month, you know, um, that's for, that's to raise funds for charity. It's for whoever feels called to come and join us on Kleine Beach every month under the full moon, you know? Um, And I purposely said, I'll never charge for that. You know, that is giving back to community and helping raise raise funds first and then raising people's vibrations. Because if we collectively raise our vibrations, then we're collectively raising the consciousness of the earth as well. And um, like, that's actually everyone stepping into their light. And it's, it's, we're all connected. Like we are connected to Mother Earth, the cosmos, the full moon, the universe, everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I love, um, I was listening to a podcast recently and my previous episode with Orla Swan, we were talking about spiritual self-care and she was saying that how it started for her was she, she basically made like a fuck decision where she was like, for one year, I'm just going to be open-minded because I'm interested. Like part of me is interested and I would love to explore and see what's out there, like what, where this could guide me to. So she said yes to little things like that like yeah. circles or yoga practices or little things like put herself in new environments and I think that's such a, a great way to look at it as well so like if anyone listening is like do you know what I would love to explore this put yourself out there and, and go to the full mood healing circle mm. or even just, just look at the local yoga classes that's how I yoga is a gateway back onto your spiritual path I feel anyway it was for me and it is for a lot of people a lot of my students would have just never done yoga before started turning up and then next minute now they're training in energy healing they're loving it they've stepped into their own power and they're like completely transformed and they're very very strong now they've built up emotional resilience to be able to go with the ebbs and flows of life and be able to deal with any difficulties or challenges head on and I, it's funny you said that because yoga, I only started to, I have been a weight training for years and I never really understood mm. the, the, the interest in yoga, but during lockdown, because I was trying to expand like different type of movements and just see what I could do. I started doing, um, 10 minutes just on the down dog app. It was like my yeah. evening routine. So I'd wind down with it kind of the separation between going from work to chilling. Yeah. And oh my God, I fell in love with it. Yeah like the the stillness the like even to this day like today I did my yoga practice and I went into a meditation and I've just the alignment and the stillness it brings mm. it literally just I find, balances it rebalances it back oh my god like it does connect yeah. your mind body and soul like really does 100 percent. and if you feel like I feel so much more comfortable in my body now I look I look after my body more because I think with weightlifting and I did CrossFit for a while, it nearly teaches you to kind of switch off and ignore yeah. pain and discomfort to keep going. Whereas yoga is all about how you're feeling. And I am so, I have a better relationship with my body now. Oh, hundred percent. Because like, if you think about it, like this should be taught in schools, you know, you're, you have to connect with your body. You know, we, we I don't know about you, but I spent majority of my life hating my body, you know, hating it. Um, all the changes that you do go to puberty and then like let's be honest the slaggings the like this the fear of judgment you know Jesus if I had to wear um, a bikini when I was younger like I'd be having an absolute meltdown you know what I mean like oh my god the fear of anyone seeing me Um, it was only when I started sea swimming and um, like I've been sea swimming for most of my life but really getting into it was about a year before the lockdown actually so I was one of the first dry ropes <laughs> dry rope anchors love a dry rope <laughs> um but uh no um but it was then I just started like uh, maybe also there's a change when you start turning um 40 you just there's a shift it's like do you know what I'm loving myself you know it's it's amazing stepping into 40 it really is like you just are so confident in yourself um you love your body you're like hold a minute this body's been carrying around for me for 40 years like it's a vessel you know and it is true what you say your body is your temple however we bloody put it to extreme when we're younger you know um so yeah there's a firm form of gratitude for our bodies as well as we're migrating through our yoga practice um and definitely shutting off the mind and connecting with your breath and your body it's like hold on a minute 
this I'm amazing you know this body is amazing yeah Yeah. and especially as well if you're someone who struggles you feel a lot of resistance to to sitting in silence like you don't want to turn off the noise and it, it feels really uncomfortable it's such a great way because you're still doing something but you you don't really have much choice but to get still because you have to concentrate and you have to connect with yeah yeah definitely what you're doing yeah and that was one thing when I started on my yoga journey um I was going particularly going through a really particularly bad um episode of my life like serious like uh, mental like having seriously what would you say um overwhelming which would have caused a lot of uh, stress in my life and I started doing yoga and that just completely transformed me like I was just a total different person and even like I was going four or five times a week and and we'd have four kids at home and any listeners out there that have kids it's like to get out for that hour and if I got out four times a week I was playing a blinder but my husband saw the change in me like you know he was like go, go again, go again. Like, do you know what I mean? Cause I was literally more centered, more balanced, more calmer and um, more confident. You know, there's so much, uh, there's so much goodness that comes from yoga. Oh, so much. So, so much. Um, and I want to ask as well. So we're still talking about spirituality, obviously, but yeah. you know, when there's so many different terms you hear you. So people talk about your higher self, source energy, and um, for some people it might be God, whatever the term is for that bigger, that entity bigger than us, <laughs> that entity, I call it source energy is my, I connect with that or the universe or whatever it is for you listening. There's no, for everyone listening, isn't there no right or wrong way to 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 look at it no there's absolutely you see we have been ingrained uh, that the different types of religion okay and it's been ingrained in us particularly in the roman catholic that god is outside us we worship god you know but that's a man-made religion and all the religions are man-made um and they make us as a system believe that power is outside of us so that that creates fear creates um like a like a system you know that might work you know they listen there's fear there um so it's been ingrained to us to think that source or god is outside of us but actually the truth is that source or the universe god whatever person you believe in is within you and that's where your power is like they basically took our power away when all these religions came in so if you step away from them religions now don't get me wrong like i like i'll go to mass i'm 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 not non-religious at all i think having faith is a really really good thing um even for children as well having faith and and um but more moving into a spirituality side of faith than a man-made religion is what i'm trying to say um when you realize that the power is in you and always has that's when it really clicks and it really resonates you that oh okay spirituality is the way to go you know it has been ingrained to us just think that god is out there the power is out there it's not 100 within you the particularly uh like with shaman a lot of people don't really understand what shamanism is. Uh, shaman and, it, shamanism was around even before religion. It was a way of life that we used to, our ancestors lived. There was no such thing as religion. It was just spirituality. It was like believing in um, spirit, which would be source, the universe, mother nature, um, that, that divine matrix of everything being interconnected. 
Yeah. And I always think of it like even even when I was full time nursing and stuff, I'd look at like how a woman's body creates and grows oh my god new life we're so powerful like <laughs> oh my god or like how like every single day without us even thinking about it we breathe and our heart beats or like I look at even like I have a plant in my bedroom and sometimes when I do my meditation I look at it and like every once in a while there's new huge leaves that have grown I'm like there's an energy that's that's 100 like, but what's given that energy it's the solar energy from mother earth you know what's given yeah. us our energy solar energy from mother earth you know what helps us with our emotions and the moon you know Mm. and what would help with the plant as well the plant breathes you know it has everything that we have that's how connected we are even down to the flower we are connected to a flower to especially trees everything every living every living organ on this planet yeah, it's not outside of us. We're no. part of it. Yeah, we're 100% interconnected and part of it. And that's probably, you know, we have been in a, a system where technology has completely taken over, okay? And we're ripping down rainforests. Uh, we're like making, knocking down forests and, and animals are losing their homes because we, we are taking over. We're building houses and, and taking over the land. So there's been, there's an imbalance now. You know, and that's what happened. Like we couldn't go as far as we could when the pandemic hit because it was like literally the world was going to bloody explode, you know. Um, however, with the pandemic and the lockdowns, it actually it actually, if you would call it, uh, brought in more perspective for people because they realized slowing down actually is the way to be. Oh, my God. I remember walking out of my house and because and there was no cars in the road, it's gone. I can hear the birds. I can hear the birds. You know, yeah. it was like it was or amazing. No planes. No planes. No, Not nothing. as many planes. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. But the air was fresher. Everyone was happier. That's the way it's supposed to be. And we got a glimpse of it. So we have now the opportunity that now our vibrations have been raised. We, we either stay where we are or we raise them further. You know, there's yeah. no going back down. No. And no. that's in a collective how... sense. That's not like, you know, every day we all, we will, of course, be up and down. But on yeah. nine times out of ten, we're, we're raising those vibrations, but we're also raising the collective vibration. Yeah, everyone just be developing awareness and yeah. becoming more conscious. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, there's so many kids that come to the Full Moon Healing Circle as well. It's absolutely amazing. And also men, there's, like, so every month there's more men coming in because, like, men could be a little bit more reluctant stepping into their power in terms of their spirituality than women women are very intuitive and they're very emotional so we would have done the women's circles back years and years ago you know when we were in like when we were in our ancestors you know and we would have sat around a campfire we would have talked you know we didn't have tvs we just looked into the spirit the fire and see what spirit was uh, talking to us through the fire what images we could see and we shared things you know that sense of community was lost in translation in the last couple of years because what were we doing we were like getting up going to work not really being very community orientated and sometimes like you know nine times out of ten you don't even many people out there don't even know who their neighbors are you know um because we've just disconnected so it the the call to action with the lockdown was to reconnect to a community mm. and i it's funny you say that about men um showing up as well so my i have been going to um judith mcadam a life coach for um a good few years but my husband went to her as well and there was a workshop coming up and i would have i've done loads of them and i've trained my recce with judith but there was one coming up and we were like god it'd be brilliant um i think gavin would love it but maybe a bit resistant if it's only women yeah so 
he walked in anyway and he was like is there lads going I was like yeah I think so it's lads going and he <laughs> we still laugh about it uh, he finds it funny thank god but he he arrived anyway and did the workshop and I remember he texted me like half an hour into it and he was like this is the best thing I could have done oh wow with, yeah my day because it was just like I suppose a chance to slow down a chance to yeah. connect with other people that had similar experiences um and like I'm so lucky that we do so much of this kind of stuff together oh, and like wow. he is a meditation practice and stuff but also because he's seen how much it's helped his business and how yeah. he feels every day that it's like when you notice that you you can't stop because you're like no I know how good this makes me feel it's you know it it, it reawakens your belief in the magical magic it actually yeah. in the magic because when you realize that everything's connected that you know you have a decision whether to let energies in and, and whether what you, energies you give out as well there's the sense of power in that and it's a sense of mm. stepping into your own power and calling back your power you know mm. um where a lot of people are so used to just giving out their power giving out their energy like give 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 and not actually stopping and going actually I need to call my energy in here and mind myself mm. and that is like self-care in a nutshell is calling back your energy and sitting with yeah. your energy and giving yourself that space oh absolutely how do we go about starting our own spiritual ritual or practice oh it has to be connected with the moon i think or connecting with the solar energy and um, firstly the moon so grandmother moon as you know uh rotates around the earth for 30 days 29.5 days to be precise um and each so we say there's eight phrases in the moon but say the main four ones um but the big two events would be the new moon and the full moon so then every new moon there's like um a chance for new beginnings planting seeds thinking of the goals thinking of what you want to bring into um this month you know um in terms of like you know i just want a bit more spirituality in my life so i'm going to do this for the next month you know and it's breaking it down mm -hmm. the full moon then and a lot of us women are very connected to the full moon um in a sense where it's mm -hmm. a We've, and it's actually connected to our menstrual cycle where we have a buildup of, um, you know, just prior to menstruation, it's like the buildup and you're like ready to yeah. explode. You're going to rip your husband's eyeballs <laughs> out. Um, like, that's not that extreme, but, you know, sometimes it has crossed my mind. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, crossed my mind a few enough. times. And uh, it's like that energy is just building up and building up and building up. And it could be within in, in your womb space, but also in your heart and also in your mind. And then the minute the full moon blossoms, it's like a release, you know? Um and what I would say at the full moon is burn your sage in your house. Sage is so good for clearing space, clearing negative energy or any stagnant energy out of your space, your safe place, your home. You know, I do it all the time. And I, I, I actually do my husband's head in because when we have an argument, I'm over his side of the bed with the stage. See, all gone now, all gone. That negativity is gone out of this house. Like he's like stinking the sage, you know. We don't argue that much, but <laughs> there has been some days. When you do, the sage comes out. <laughs> Absolutely. But even like, with the kids you know um they come in and have a bad day or they're they're just energy's really low i'm I'm like okay let's get out uh go to the forest and we'll hook a few trees and they're like rolling their eyes ahead and going oh mom you know mom in the car let's go and by the time we get to the forest and we're walking they start opening up and they start 
reawakening and being a bit more alive so you can see the changes in their in your kids even in yourself and in your husband um so yeah like burn the sage get the sage or you can burn any herbs like mugworts is really good even incense just get a packet of incense and just burn whatever um smell really resonate with and um just imagine just actually call in your your spirit guide and just say i clear this energy i clear any stagnant energy that's around this home and um, i release it and then i call back my own energy and then go around just sage i do it around the front door particularly so that you know uh, anyone that's come in that's brought in stagnant energy it goes back out or you know just protecting my home you can also plant, place uh, crystals in certain places in your home as well uh, to create a vortex that will protect your your home as well. Um, I call in Archangel Michael. Um, he is the Archangel for protection. So I would always imagine a shroud. So like if I'm going into a say a crowded space like a, a pub, right, going in for a meal and uh, I want to just I'm going in for dinner and uh, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of energies and particularly like they could be really, really drunk and you're like, I, I have a few drinks, but I don't drink as much as I used to in fairness. But, you know, when they get too drunk and they just start in your face and you're like, OK, uh, that's enough now. But when you imagine that shroud like coming over you and protecting you, call Archangel Michael in, then you're just there's a bit more sense of calm. Like another example, going into work, you know, if you're working with a lot of people and there's a lot of energies in that room, again, call in Archangel Michael, ask him to cover you with your shroud, with a shroud and walk in and you'll feel a little bit lighter. You'll feel a bit more confident that you're protected and you'll also feel that you can t- you can deal with any challenges that come your way. Um, so there's like a few things of just like, how do I start my spirituality? And then it's just basically, you know, it would be like look around for energy healing or shamanic healing or um, even the events that I said that any spiritual events that you go to. And do you know what? A lot of people message me and go, my friends aren't into it, but I would love to go. And I'm like, come here, go just on come own. on your own because you'll be waiting a long time for your friends um, to join you. But do you know what happens? this has happened a good few times that people have come together at the full moon healing circle and they've made friends and now there's a whatsapp group and they all go together now yeah. do you know i couldn't believe that yeah. when one of the girls came and said oh we've made so many friends that we now have a whatsapp group and we just say we're going and we're going like it's amazing how that community grew so fast as well it was so large but um come on your own like do step out of your comfort zone because growth yeah. doesn't happen in the safe zone it happens in the discomfort you know and that's how you grow and develop on your spiritual path is literally doing things that put the fear of god in you but like pushing through that fear and stepping out into the unknown is exactly where you're supposed to be yeah and that's what i've gone to so many workshops on my own and there's always i'm always so nervous at the start but like i have made some of my closest friends now through Mm workshops or through my Reiki course or through women's circles who I talk to all the time it's amazing so I'm so glad that I did show up because those connections you would have missed them added so much yeah they've added so much big time and actually um I would have seen that when sea swimming so um just at the lockdown started, I actually had to uh, step away from certain groups that weren't serving me, and uh, which broke my heart. And there's another, there's a, like a, there's a traumatic thing in that as well, deciding to step away from certain circles because there's a mourning around that as well. Even though you made a decision to step away, there is a mourning. And I don't think, it's only the people that experience it will understand it, what I'm saying. Um, 
And I had to then go, I've no friends. You know, I've I've no friends. Now, I did have a few friends, but like they weren't right there in my face, you know. So I then like went down to the sea and started sea swimming. And the next minute I start talking to someone and then another person. And now this whole world has opened up to me where I have so many friends that sea swim. You know, our fun now is getting down to the beach um, having like... Um, well, no secco at nine o'clock in the morning if it's someone's part birthday getting the balloons you know what I mean um having a laugh swimming in the sea dancing along the waves ha- like you know it's just pure magic where I thought like in my early 20s 30s oh the the magic only happened in the pub you know um like it doesn't oh no 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 <laughs> no it does not definitely not yeah I love that and I I would so our version over here would be kind of the women's circles on Port Marnock beach and like yeah. that as well just those connections and everyone shows up I suppose like we were chatting uh, myself and Christine both did festival Manaw. Mm. Um, at the start of January and we were talking about for anyone who doesn't know what it is it was one of the biggest women's circles um, in Ireland Um, it was it was incredible but the energy of everyone together everyone was showing Mm. up for themselves they were there was somewhere on their own connection Mm. somewhere a lot of people came on their own Mm. but the sense of connection and openness and receptiveness it was you could feel it you could feel it everywhere it was incredible so for 2023, getting out of your comfort zone and doing something by yourself, if you really want to do it, I would highly recommend. Definitely. And you oh. know what happens? All right. And it's really funny when you see this happening is that the friends that you didn't think would be into it, when they see mm. the change in you and you start glowing and you're getting into your happy buzz and your vibrations are being raised, they then suddenly go, hold on a minute, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you glowing? You look fab. You look like you're having so much fun. Yeah. Can I, do you mind if I come along? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's what happens. You Once you raise your vibrations then and shine your light, then you're shining light for other people to follow. Mm. Or as well, like I so I started off by reading um, some Abraham Hicks, learning mm. about like emotions and all the kind of stuff at the very beginning. And I remember like, I wouldn't tell anyone. I'd be like, they're going to think I'm a weirdo <laughs> for reading this. And I followed their Instagram just for their, the other way they have lovely, yeah. um, really Quotes. kind of, yeah. And they, they just really hit the nail on the head and they make you feel better. And I was like, I wonder who else that I know is following this yeah. page. <laughs> and I went on, I was like, oh my God. I can't believe she's into this too. I can't believe he follows this too. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. Like there's actually people who I know that are so into the same stuff that I am. And they probably had the same emotions around, oh no, I can't tell people yeah. like this because it won't be accepted or I'll be judged. Yeah. yeah. But now we're the cool I mean, kids. <laughs> we are the cool kids. We are the cool kids. And I even remember like in the beginning when books were a huge tool for me to kind of learn. And I read so many different like, there's so many spiritual teachers like yeah Toll and um Gary Zuka is it Gary who wrote um the seed of the soul Gary oh, I'm read something. that one actually <laughs> um it's it's really good it's, it's a lot about intention um or there's so many but is there any that you recommend like do you have any books that you you resonated with kind of on your own journey or Enjoyed. Uh, yeah, definitely the four agreements. Um yeah. also uh think like a monk. That was a really life changing one for me from what's his mm. name? Jay, is it? Um Jay Shetty. Yeah. And yeah. then you see, do you know what? I have a terrible habit of 
reading so many books but never actually reading the title or the author mm-hmm. <laughs> um and also <laughs> then um the uh, connections it was life connections life connections I'll, I'll tell you what i'll give you a list and uh, you can put it on your podcast I'll put them underneath yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's a few there is a good i need to actually they're all beside my bed actually and i just need to take yeah. them and look at them yeah i have a huge bookshelf downstairs so that, and sometimes my sister comes in she's like can i rob a book like, <laughs> yeah work away because that was a, that was a great tool i found at the start as well for kind of expanding i'm just learning and yeah seeing what definitely. resonated with me and and all that kind of stuff um do you have your own what's your spiritual self-care practice like what's what's your favorite thing to do to kind of get work on that alignment and just feel good um well it's I have a puja right and it's called a sacred space so mm-hmm. I have so you know those like mirror trays you can get them in duns I got a lovely one I have one right there behind me. ah perfect so I just use I have a big one and I put all my crystals and I have my candles in a way where it represents all the uh the spirits and the directions um when I'm calling them in and um I just like I have it up on a shelf because like just keeping away from small hands um, and in fairness, yeah. they don't actually go near it, but I bring it down, put it every morning. I, my husband, I'm lucky enough in the sense my husband goes at six o'clock in the morning. So I have a, like at least 45 minutes in the morning for the kids wake up. So I'll get up at the yeah. same time, get my puja, put it on the floor um, sit down beside my puja, light the candles, call in my spirit guides and just meditate for a couple of minutes. And then I'll probably start doing um, a few yoga poses just to waken up the body um and then I would have a cup of cacao as well there's no matter you drink cacao it's a ceremonial Mm -hmm. cacao and open up my heart chakra and then you know by the time I've done that now this is just me because I have that 45 minute window in the mornings um Mm. I'm ready for the day and I'm I'm ready to I I wake up the kids and start singing good morning so they go mad but um (laughs) I have woken up and given myself that space you know and then Mm. throughout the day I would do some form of either sea swimming or I'll walk in the forest it depends where or walk in the sea it depends what I'm feeling so energetically if I feel I need a bit of cleansing and transformation energy I'll go to the sea um, and if I want to go to forest it's all about healing and um, I would go more to the forest then you know um, it's whatever energy draws me I'll go there and I just feel like in terms of like I was that mother years ago where I would lose the head I was so stressed I was overwhelmed the kids spill a drink and are like oh my god do you know what I mean worst thing you know now it's just like yeah that's fine like you know it's totally changed me as a mother um and as a person um stepping onto the spiritual path and ultimately stepping into my purpose yeah and and like we said earlier on for you guys listening there's no right or wrong way to do it and I find mine changes like at the moment I'm really enjoying I get up and it depends I I love coffee I drink decaf (laughs) coffee but I just love the taste yeah um so I'll have my coffee I light a candle and I'll do my meditation and then afterwards I do a bit of journaling and like that if I'm feeling a bit low I might sometimes like reach for an appreciation list or just something to kind of bring myself to 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 that better feeling place or I might even the last few mornings I find that I'm falling asleep while I'm meditating so I need to like wake myself up up. up before yeah so I'm I'm what I'm gonna do I've been doing a few little yoga poses as well just to kind of yeah get get myself yeah but I I'm trying to just do what feels 
good to me. Well, you see, that's the thing I was going to say, like, you know, that's, I don't do that every morning, you know, like I would do it, I would say about five times out of seven days, right? The other two days I might say, you know, I'm not feeling today. And that's another level of self-care too. You know, you just have to feel what's happening within you. If you want to have those extra 45 minutes and actually have a little lie-in, that's self-care, you know. I think a lot of people get caught up and going, okay, I have to do this, 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 and I have to write in the journal, I have to do this, and that. And then if they don't do it, they feel like they're failing spirit, being spiritual. It's not at all. They're in, you can't be in that spiritual space when you feel there's judgment because then we're not being spiritual if we're judging. And the judgment is you're judging yourself, you know. So go with what you feel, like intuitively what do you feel like doing in the morning? Oh, do you know what? Like open your eyes. How do I feel today? Would be the first thing I'd say. Go, do you know what? I feel like I could actually move my body. I'll do a few yoga poses. Do you know what? I feel there's a lot in my head. I might actually grab my journal and write a few things down to empty out the brain. You know, actually, do you know what? I'm going to have a coffee. I'm running late. I'll probably just go straight and get the kids up. So, you know, it's the, the it's the self-care and is about checking in with yourself and feeling what's happening within you and the energy that you're feeling that morning. You know, it's OK to say I'm pulling the covers over my head and I'm having a bit duvet day. Yeah. Yeah, that was a huge lesson for me. I am um, like learning to listen. Like before I would have, my alarm would go off, but like, okay, I have to do these four things before I leave the house and then I have to go here. And I'd start, I'd just be overwhelmed yeah. straight away. Yeah. Hadn't done anything. I was just overwhelmed and I felt like I had all this stuff to do. I wasn't relaxed, didn't enjoy it. I was like, no, that's not working. No, or like, you know, you have to rush out. Like I find just getting all the kids out the door. It's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then I was yeah. like, hold on, right? Time is an illusion. <laughs> you know, let's just forget about the time and just let's start doing the tasks and see how we go. <laughs> you know, still exactly. is a bit of like, come on, like a soldier, but you know, to get them moving. Yeah. But you know, it's yeah. just to go easy on yourself, you know, yeah. um, and definitely listen to what's, um, what's happening within yeah yeah I love that and tell me um because I'm conscious of our time as well mm-hmm. for everyone listening your next circle or where can we find more information about the the full moon healing and what you do and so um my Instagram is at spiritual wellness Christine uh, my uh, website is www.spiritualwellnesschristine.com um you'll find me on Facebook again spiritual wellness Christine quite easy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the next one is on 6th February it's St Bridget's Day it's a bank holiday it's I'll be on Kalani Beach and I can't wait because like it's just gonna be extra special um because the energy of St Bridget will bring and um I'm actually have my new moon healing circle which is happening this Friday uh, the 20th of January um, um, but there will be another one in February. And I do that with Breed with Neil. So he does the Wim Hof uh, breathing. Um, and I do, um, on the full moon, we do a tiny bit of yoga, um, depending on if it's warm or uh, cold. It, it depends what type of yoga. And then we do mm. Reiki healing. And we do, um, I do shamanic drumming and I do a guided meditation. And then we do a um, a fire ceremony uh, where we will, you bring a pen and a piece of paper and you write what you want to bring in this uh, into this ne- next new nation of the moon and then what you want to mm. release and then everyone goes up and burns it in the fire so wow. yeah it's really magical now I have to say and I like, honestly cannot believe how like it's grown and how big it is like I didn't a year and a half ago I just was doing beach yoga and I said you know what people need I got a message from spirit saying people need to understand vibration mm. and energy so then I just said right I'm going to do this full moon event 100 people turned up and each month it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. 
Wow, keep going. Mm, I know, it's a little bit freaky. <laughs> it's like, mm, oh my God, this is wow. madness. That's why I just keep saying it. it's madness. <laughs> it's just madness. But I'm on it. Like, and, but I didn't take that well in a sense where I don't do public speaking. Um, and I had a tra- childhood trauma of being judged. And um, um, I had to fight through that fear to keep showing up for myself every month the last year and a half. Um, so it it was a journey in itself for me personally mm. to stay there and be accountable and and stand up every month and do the full moon healing circle yeah and isn't it mad that the the change you see in yourself I was the same with like speaking or being on camera I remember the first time I recorded I was shaking yeah. like shaking I watched it back I was like there's no way that's going anywhere this <laughs> is awful but through the process of now it it wouldn't you it just grew. me in the slightest yeah yeah, yeah. and that's what but I'm it's saying. that initial yeah oh 100 like I my hand was would be uncontrollably like that rattling yeah. my knees would be knocking yeah. my throat chakra would be totally clammed up and I'm like oh, I can't do it I can't do it and there was a few times where other like people would come up to me that would sort of know me and they've gone Christine I didn't think you could actually do it because you were rattling only two seconds before but there's something that happens uh, within me and it's like we're channeling on that beach like we're raising our vibrations up to a frequency that we're actually getting very close to the spiritual realm the veil is lifting everyone's on that beach and um it's like something takes over me because all the all the fear all the um negative um thoughts or uh, all the shaking in my body just literally disappears the minute I say hi and welcome to the full moon healing circle this month and like it's literally then an hour later I'm done I'm going what happened like it's it's I can't even describe it it's like something takes over I get it I definitely get it. Um, do you? You were saying about your shamanic experience. Do you have time to tell us? Oh about yeah, that quickly yeah. Before we finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. So, um, quick thing. My dad, uh, grown up, had suffered from schizophrenia, manic depression. Okay, so we didn't really have a father daughter relationship. I didn't see him from years, and unfortunately, he died in twenty thirteen alone in his bed. Say, so that in itself brings a lot of trauma, and that could be another podcast. But anyway, we'll move on. Wow. So that's just the background. Yeah. So. I decided to do a little bit of an intermittent fasting. And when we fast and we drink uh, cacao, a plant medicine, we um, open up a lot more connection, clarity and focus in our meditations. I'm not promoting intermittent fasting for anyone, but just that's what happens when you when you do that um, for a period of time. So anyway, I did a particular fast there at the start of the week and I broke it by drinking um, cacao. Right, so um, cacao is a, is a ceremonial. It opens up the heart space, and um, it really connects you to Mother Earth, Pachamama, and it connects you to all the elements. And also, it's like a little ceremony every when I when I when I take it. A lot of people would start going to a lot of cacao ceremonies to open up the heart space. Um, so I then started uh, doing a shamanic journey. And um, it was the middle world um, shamanic journey uh, through the red door. So basically, um, you close your eyes, you listen to the Sorry, drum. what's a shamanic journey? So a shamanic journey is where you connect to yourself. Um, you start breathing. Okay. And my tutor would have had a recording of her playing the drum and guiding me through this meditation. But you're connecting to the drum because in a sense, if you think about it, our ancestors used the drum to hear from messages from the spirit and also you connect to that drum that sound of that drum and it opens up your heart space and basically if you listen to the drum you will hear messages from the spirit world so 
it's really good in the sense where it, like shamanic can help you heal from your ancestors also help you heal in this life as well it calls back your soul pieces that you've lost through through these lives um and also a shaman, a shaman understands the energy of the different worlds and is able to go between them and be able to touch into the different worlds and retrieve your soul piece or um help souls cross over etc so we're basically a gatekeeper to the different energetic realms that are around us that we as humans wouldn't be aware of does that make any sense yeah yeah (laughs) i'm trying to simplify it so i was doing a shamanic journey and it brought me uh, into, a, you always start in your safe place. So my safe place is Kleine Beach. And um, I went through a door that was on Kleine Beach. That's where they're bringing me on this journey. And I went into a garden and it was a beautiful garden. And to the right then, my my shamanic, my tutor was saying there was a path. So you go down the path and then you say, like, can you see your spirit guide? My spirit guide is actually a Native um, American, uh, Indian. But he's always to my left and he's always behind me. So he's never steps in front. He actually reminds me of the same energy of my husband, which is really interesting, right? Yeah. So um, then I saw a spirit animal. I saw a owl over my head and a deer. And a deer is about healing and an owl is about wisdom, right? So all, a different animals signify different uh, meanings. So you come to a cottage. I came to a cottage and it was a red door. So I walked through the red door and I was in this clinical corridor. So I walked down the end of the corridor and... Um, then they say, look, you see a picture on the end of the corridor and look at the picture. So at the start, I could see a blurred, like tall figure of a person and then a small blurred figure of what looked like a child. Right. So I was looking at it. The next minute, the blur turned into a man and a child. And then suddenly that picture uh, came into like they were on a beach. And then I was looking, going, oh, my God, I'm that child. And the minute I could see me as the child, I looked up and I could see it was my dad. So I, t- I went through the picture and I was the child and I could just feel my hand to hold my dad. We started playing. We started jumping the waves, just like we used to do years ago before he got sick on British Bay. And then I suddenly started crying because I knew I was being called back to this earth, to this world. And my dad just gave me a big, huge hug. um, And he was like, I love you so much. And he goes, but you have to go because you're, you have to still step do you still have to step into your purpose you're nearly there you just have to keep going and uh, I was like I don't want to leave you dad like and I was literally having this conversation the tears were rolling down my face and he was like no you have to go I'm okay I'll stay and uh, on this beach and wait for you the next time we see each other so next minute I'm through the picture and I'm looking back at the picture and he's on the beach and he's waving at me and he blew me a kiss and then uh you were there was like a message at the end of the picture and it said my strong girl I love you always and I was like oh my god but then I could feel it was absolutely the most amazing experience of my life and then I could feel my spirit guides were like now Christine we have to go and I like to go again to say goodbye was like you know it was like oh my god but I knew I was being held like you're totally safe space you're very held so I I had to walk back through the corridor back through the garden back through the red door and back into my safe place but oh my god it was the most profound experience of my life and that's how like that in itself is a healing thing and that's what as uh, shamans that we do we help heal people um with their ancestors with their traumas with everything like you know shamanism there's going to be a very very big big light shine shone on shamanism over the next couple of years because more and more people are turning into that energetic field into that energy healing 
and they're more opening up to it and they're going to see the benefits and how powerful it really is in terms of your healing uh, journey well yeah and I was going to say did that give you like you said like it's healing in itself almost like a bit of closure or security in that that connection with him and like because I'm sure with that trauma and with that really difficult yeah how it unfolded to be able to experience something like that and feel connected to him oh like he was like literally holding my hand like I was that little girl and we were jumping in the waves and he was teaching me how to swim like he did years and years ago because that was our happy Mm. time before he got sick so like they we when we go to mediums or uh fortune tellers like the person that passes over that we want to hear about and hear if they're okay they're actually absolutely 100% fine it's just we can't see them they can see us. They can be around us. The minute we think of them, they come straight around. They give us a hug. We don't feel it. But, you know, sometimes you can feel an energy changing, you mm-hmm. know, and that's when the veil is very thin between our world and their world. And they can make connections with us. Um, everyone is psychic, by the way. Everyone has an intuition. It depends where you are and how far you're on your spiritual journey of how much that intuition can can um, lift that veil yeah so the more meditation you do the more you walk down your spiritual journey the more you open up to the magic of that side of the realm it's so cool I I know I love it love it yeah love it Christine thank you so much you're so welcome thanks Amel for having me